Well, good afternoon and welcome to our second hour on a great day for talk radio. As you know, in hour two, we get to our panel topics worthy of discussion today. Tom Parkin, Dan Moulton and Kristen Carmichael Greb, the counselor for Ward 16, Eglinton Lawrence, contesting that against, I guess, Josh Cole is the incumbent in that riding, as you know. Uh, and this is an interesting topic worthy of discussion because there have been some folks who are uh, filing this grievance, I guess. It's a lawsuit against the Ontario government and Doug Ford for having uh, imposed about to Bill 5 that changes uh, how the city of Toronto is configured when it comes to the ward system. Uh, taking it from 47 down to 25, as you know, there's been a big brouhaha surrounding that. Now, Kristen Carmichael Greb is one of our panelists. Uh, she has obviously some skin in the game, not to mention that uh, there are several other folks who feel that they've been shut out now or were planning to run and the game has uh, changed on them. And so they're they're upset. I see where the star actually interviewed a number of them and listed their credentials and so on and so forth. At the end of the day, it looks to me and uh, to a lot of people with whom I've spoken that Doug Ford has the hammer on this, and it's his prerogative, but this lawsuit nonetheless is uh, slated to go ahead and challenge Bill 5. We're going to talk about that. Now, insofar as the different neighborhoods are concerned, it was interesting because the other day I was talking to a young man who's uh, throwing his hat into the ring in uh, the beaches East York. I guess it's Ward 19. Very impressive guy because uh, he served military duty. He's got his MBA from Ryerson, uh, all these things, but he's a first-timer and going up against some of the incumbents. It's always uh, a heavier road to hoe. But uh, nonetheless, some fresh blood sometimes is a good thing down at City Hall, especially if it dislodges the incumbents. And uh, this is, I guess, where we're going to see if there's a turnover, churn of sorts, because of the new rules at Doug Ford, if these continue. And I'm guessing they will, uh, you know, down to 25 counselors. But he was saying, you know, his uh, his ward would consist of 106,000 constituents. And that's, you see, that's one of the complaints being made by some of the folks who are contesting Bill 5 and the Ford reconfiguring of the wards, that it's a too sparse representation when you've got one counselor for 100,000 on that per capita basis, uh, it's not adequate and it somehow compromises democracy. Believe me, everybody has a good indication, I think, of uh, where they are positioned in which ward, what they're... Well, not everybody goes to their counselor. I'm sure some people can't even name their counselor, but this is the way the situation breaks out in Toronto. Some wards may be better served than others. That's neighborhoodism, isn't it? Hey, look, you know, we all follow the situation when it comes to certain neighborhoods and who's uh, being well-serviced, which ones are uh, upscale or uh, on the up-and-come, others are disadvantaged economically, socioeconomically. There's a new snapshot out from the Conference Board of Canada when it comes to uh, resale prices of real estate right across the entire country, and I wanted to really drill down on the GTA to uh, update that file, as we do periodically here on The Oakley Show, just before our panel joins us. Robin Weeb is a senior economist with the Conference Board of Canada, and will shed more light on this here for us on The Oakley Show. Robin, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, all right. Uh, here we sit. I know you've done this across Canada, and uh, you know, but really, the GTA is our principal concern. So maybe you can help me. The GTA, uh, the Golden Horseshoe, or we'll include Hamilton, the GTHA, in there as well. What do you see? Is it a buyer's or a seller's market at present? Well, for for Toronto itself, it's a it's a balanced market, and it, it seems that the um, the market has come back from the uh, stress test induced 
downturn that it saw earlier in in this year, and the indicators are, are more or less flashing stability at at this point overall. Although there is some uh, undercurrent of uh, variation among the various dwelling types and and the aggregate number. As is so often the case, masks some interesting trends beneath the surface. And what are those interesting trends? Well, single detached units seem to be um, still still uh, experiencing a little market softness based on on their 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 prices, and um, we're we're looking at um, at typical typical uh, pr- prices. As reported by the Canadian Real Estate Association, uh, continuing to drop for single detached units on a year-over-year basis, whereas the um, uh, market for for apartments seems to be still seeing uh, price growth, although that too is slowing. All right, condominiums seem to be the place where people are uh, seeing the most uptick as far as their investment or uh, speculation is concerned. Correct. Well, it, that, that I, I I I daren't use the word speculation, but uh, certainly apart, apartments um, have seen the relatively strong price gains over over the last uh, little bit. Uh, and in fact, going back to the beginning of, of 2016, and they um, they seem to uh, have weathered the 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 stress test. Uh, somewhat better than than say singles or townhouses. Any idea what the uh, proposed hike in interest rates we're talking about uh, potentially seeing uh, another uh, hike coming next month, and then there's a uh, talk of even more hikes down the road. Uh, the interest rate scenario, how that will play out in the long term, or do you do that kind of analysis? Well, certainly higher interest rates are going to reduce affordability for for many. Um, Potential mortgage seekers, so that will that will take some uh, a little bit more steam off the uh, Toronto uh, housing market. But but I, I want I do want to stress that we we see that um, the Toronto economy is as being pretty decent. That the uh, we're we're forecasting rising employment, relatively strong population growth, and um, a variety and 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 continued strong uh, net immigration and, and these people need places to live so housing demand in Toronto is not going away well all right is supply though meeting demand well as I say uh, both both supply and demand took a hit after the stress test was introduced and the Toronto temporarily fell into a into a buyer's state with um, with sales falling more than than listings but I, I think both both buyers and sellers after after the, that the latest remembers Toronto has had um, a couple hits in in the last uh, say year and a half uh, back in in uh, early early 2017 they introduced the fair housing plan which among other things levied the 15 percent tax on foreign buyers. So that that took a little bit of the steam out of the market. Then, it, just as it was, it was kind, of, it was coming back last fall as you moved into November and December, and then wham came the um, came the, the stress test. And so everybody, I think, in the market was kind of looking around, saying, "What is going to be the long term effect of this?" 
And so people start, kind of step back from the market a little bit. And I, I think if you asked um, most most of the bank economists and the other uh, pundits that that I, I I follow the news as well, so look at the numbers, and they're all basically saying the same as me, and that is everybody is kind of looking around. Wait for the for everything to kind of settle down before before they make their next move. Well, do you foresee values rising then in the GTHA? Well, in, I, I, in in the in the long run, uh, I do. Yeah, because I mean, there, there there's a variety of housing demand in Toronto isn't going anywhere. I mean, or is not is not going to fade away. There's Toronto is a vibrant place. It's an attractive place for many people to live. It's got uh, a vibrant multicultural community which provides a landing pad for newcomers of various ethnicities. Uh it's got a a, a great economy. It, it, it's it, it's a popular place to live, and people want to live there. It's as simple as that. So there's going to be population growth, and there's and, and our call is for employment to be pretty decent in the next uh, year and a bit, couple of years. So all those things alone would suggest that that prices are going to keep on going up. But are they going to keep on going up like they have been, or like, or like they were back uh, before the um, the stress test and before the um, and before mm-hmm. the? Um, uh, well, what you you're know, saying is real estate is still a reliable investment in Toronto. Uh, you're covered if you've got yourself a piece of property here. Uh, you're not really going to have to be uh, blindsided by any downturn in a market. That will uh, deplete your uh, your nest egg. That's the point, I guess. Well, more or less. Uh, but but I I, I, want, I want to stress to your to your listeners that uh, in in my 31 years as a housing analyst, um, nobody has ever really regretted buying a house for their own occupancy in a diverse census metropolitan area, and that includes Toronto. All right. Uh, that's a takeaway that should uh, hearten a lot of people who are wondering where the market is headed. Always appreciate that insight. Robin, thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. Okay. Robin Weeb, again, Senior Economist with the Conference Board of Canada, snapshot of the metropolitan resale uh, situation when it comes to housing.